0: Not many things in life are free, but one is, humor. And having a sense of humor can be priceless when it comes to rehabilitation after having had a stroke. Laughter can reduce pain, it ease recovery, it can also cut the tension in the house very often that you can cut with a knife. Humor is exactly what the doctor ordered. Today, you guessed it, the topic is gonna be the effects of humor on recovering from a stroke. Hey guys, I'm Kirvina and I'm the host and creator behind this podcast. 25 years ago, I survived a brainstem dissection that led me to coma lactin syndrome. Back then, there was no concept of social media, or of podcasts so I want to make sure that this resonates with all the people around the world fast forward to 2021 my goal was simply to make one person feel better about their situation one person around the world turns out that this show is number six worldwide in its category episodes are short and sweet filled with hacks how to's Of course, my story is intertwined into that. But you know what? My mission was that. But my goal has always been to empower, inspire, and give hope that if I can do it, I can survive this world as a survivor. So can you. And I guarantee you that there's so much life to live after a stroke. I'm happy to talk about this today. When I was growing up, my sister was always the clown, always the one who had the biggest laughters and sense of humor, and I was not. (laughs) I was not. And something that came after the stroke is that I developed my sense of humor and I realized, damn, I am funny. I'm not the type of funny ha-ha where you're going to be laughing, but... In the things I do, the expressions that I that I say, you know, I, I tend to be a little quirky sometimes, especially if, when you see me face-to-face, I'm very, very much expressive. You can definitely tell in my face what's going on, and I just have expressions for everything. So that's why today's uh, topic was really, really uh, important to me, but important in a, in a... A light sense of the world, you know? Usually I have uh, important topics that are rather serious. Today is just as serious, but just a little lighter. So I'm going to give you my handle. I would love for you to reach out to me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page or on Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. I'm also on any and all of the platforms that are for podcast listening. So go right ahead, follow, subscribe, and of course, download. Guys, I can't emphasize that word as well I, I i listen i'm not doing this for the downloads i am doing this because i want you to get back to you to to business back to yourself and i know that while you're at the gym or in pt or something you can listen to some of the stuff that can apply to you i always mention how in my podcast you Uh, You need to take my story, take whatever I talk about, and turn it into your life. I don't know what your life is about. I don't know where you're at in the part of the world, but I know that I am here for you. And in order for me to do that, it's best when you download and you follow me and follow the the lead of my podcast. Follow the leader, 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 follow the leader, boop, boop, follow the leader, leader. (laughs) See, this is one of the stupid times that I have. (laughs) Just a quick, quick story. When I was in the ICU, uh, for some reason, uh, a doctor and like, I think it was four interns came in. And uh, he was asking them questions and whatnot. And I'm lying on my back, right? And he's taking my right leg. He's at the foot of my bed. And he's taking my right leg and he lifts it up and then it falls onto the bed and I'm laughing like a clown guys and he does the same thing with the left and I just laughed even more now things were happening my body was obviously uh, still like almost like locked in still paralyzed somewhat but my brain was fully functional and I couldn't talk because I had a tracheostomy but every time And he did that quite a few times. He would even let his students do that. And he would ask them, why do you think she's doing that? So I guess they were studying neurology. But the point of this thing is that I couldn't stop laughing. I just couldn't stop. And I have things going on in my head. A story that comes out often, and I start laughing by myself when I start thinking about it. Is also when I was out of rehab, and uh I was at home, and my husband and my parents uh we decided to take the, the um the s u v and drive to Florida or myrtle beach and well Myrtle Beach is in Florida there you go um and um my mom would always just make me laugh so much. Those of you who know a little bit of my story, you know that me and my mom and my sister are. We were very. My my mom passed away in 2018, but we were very uh, different. But when we started goofing up and, and making each other laugh, it was a riot. So, anyways, let's go back. I'm in Myrtle Beach and our hotel had glass all around it and uh, <laughs> the men are carrying the varitza, and me and my mom were in the back and my mom would just make faces and uh, like somebody walked into the I don't know I don't know all I remember is laughing profusely where I could not stop. And my mom was just going at it. And the two men were so mad. My husband and my stepfather were so mad at us. But some of my best memories, I'll tell you a little bit about my sister's after. But some of my best funny memories uh, with my sister and my mom are after my stroke. Can you believe it? That's how serious my life was before. It was boring before my stroke, guys. I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding right now. <laughs> I'm trying to put light into all this. As you very well know, we all have different strokes, right? Different strokes for different folks. And all depends where in the brain uh, was the problem. Um, laughing hysterically and crying Profusely are things that are very normal. Uh, I know for me like I uh, I told you before the crying the crying got easier to leave. I stopped crying for no reason. I would cry 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 for no reason and uh, sometimes reason sometimes no. But I managed to, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't remember how, but uh, I know that I did stop the crying sessions. But the laughing, oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. I... Now I control it better, but once I start, sometimes I can't finish. You know, um... There's many, many, many stories I could tell you guys, okay? Or it's not stories. What I'm trying to get to here with you guys is to find moments. Moments that are funny, that can cut the tension. That can cut the tension, not necessarily between you and the other person or other people around, but within you and your mind. Because once the stroke happened, it's almost like you are two entities, your body and your mind. So it's kind of hard. There's a little disconnect happening there. So if you're capable of laughing at yourself while something is happening, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was in PT one time and all of a sudden one of my, uh, I was doing an exercise with my four limbs more upwards. And uh, one of them let go and I fell flat on my face. And I could have been on the serious side and say like, damn it, I I can't do this, I'm so tired, I'm fed up. I could have, I could have. But I didn't, I couldn't help but laugh. And when I laughed, my PT laughed because she expected me to be pissed. But when I started laughing, I cut the tension and she says, okay, let's do it again. (laughs) You know, that's what I want you to see. Um, As I was preparing yesterday for today's episode, um, I went on Google and I searched humorous stories of stroke survivors. And I have one lady that said that uh, she felt like her legs were wooden soldiers that they were were straight. Just the, the words, wooden soldier, should be creating an image in your head and make you understand how straight her legs were and how they didn't flex. But she managed to, even if it's sarcastic, she managed to find some humor in there. What kind of humor could you incorporate? To make yourself laugh a little bit more, or maybe feel a little bit better about your situation. I know for me, sometimes uh, when I'm when I'm walking, like this morning, I went walking my dog, and Bella is like six and a half pounds. So I'm walking outside when we we got up, and um, I'm walking with a limb. My paralysis was is on the left. I'm saying was because I it makes me feel better for one, but uh, now after so much of working out and so much of uh, PT afterwards, I'm very uh, mobile, very mobile, but uh, nevertheless, um, I'm paralyzed. So. I'm walking with my dog outside and she's a slow dog. My dog has, um, when she was younger, she had um, epilepsy and she was under medication and whatnot. And she became half blind and half deaf, uh, according to the doctor, for quite a few years. And only in the last three years has she started becoming a real dog. Luckily, she doesn't bark. Anyways we're walking outside and this lady walks by me and she says, oh my God, thank God your dog doesn't walk fast. And I couldn't, I could have been pissed. I could have, what do you mean? I could have done something like that. But I looked at her and I laughed. I said, yes, thank God. You know, Madame, we we usually choose a dog that resembles us. And I changed the conversation and To make her feel better and at the same time, to make me feel better. So just, I'm not any better than any one of you. I'm different. We are all different guys. So one thing I learned right off the bat is to not compare myself to others because you are you, you are not someone else. So try to find these little teeny-weeny stupid things along the way that are going to make you feel better. Sounds good. If you are one of the lucky ones and you had a smaller stroke, but you still found yourself in the hospital, being in the hospital is not at all a vacation. You get that, right? You got to focus on strengthening your movements, on improving your movements, and on making yourself stronger and stronger. But it is not a vacation, dear. I want to keep giving you guys a couple of examples of moments where you can use your stroke, use the effects, use your paralysis, use all of the X, Y, and Z stuff as a little bit of humor. Let's say I'm going out on a Friday night or on a Saturday night and I'm all dolled up and I'm all dressed with my flat shoes, guys, with my flats, okay? And uh, I go out and somebody says uh, something in the effect that, oh, I noticed you hurt your leg, you hurt your foot. I might just say, no, it's part of my charm and I walk away. <laughs> that it makes me feel better, and I walk away. I forget about it. I leave it behind. But that's it. Another thing, um, you might be in uh, your PT, and uh, you're playing. Uh, you know, you're throwing the ball with your PT, to, um, and you drop the ball. Instead of saying "Tabarnak," this, this is Instead of going swearing and wanting to throw your golf club away and all that, then I'm sorry. That's a golf joke. Sorry. <laughs> Instead of wanting to do that, maybe just laugh and say, oh, well, um, I don't know, Jesus Murphy, fill in the blanks, you know, just say something that's going to make you feel better about that. Uh, But I know that being an inpatient or being an outpatient and doing PT, OT and whatnot, all these therapies are very rigorous and challenging for you guys. And... I think they're they're meant to be like that because you want to get better at the end of the day, right? But there's no reason why you cannot make it fun. There is no reason because it is. There's is funny moments everywhere. Uh, even when you go to the bathroom, there's a funny moment happening right there. Can you look for that funny moment? Why do you think so many comedians and so many actors like uh, R- Robin Williams and like so many people hide their pain through humor through laughter now maybe may maybe robin williams was not the perfect example because unfortunately he he caved in but and it, it broke my heart but he brought so much light and so much life and so much laughter to everybody guys why do you think so many stand-up comedians? They come from a dark place, their stories come from a dark place, things that are probably pissing them off, Uh, arguments with their spouse or with their kids or family life, but they make it funny and it works. So again, if it works for them, why will it not work for you? It's impossible. It is going to work for you. I have many stories about my sister. I told you I was going to tell you a couple. I have many But my sister is kind of dark, laughing at you, kind of humor. Sometimes it goes through. Sometimes I take it. And sometimes it's like, get the fuck off of my face type of thing. You know what I mean? But I'll always remember, (laughs) my sister's 5'10". I'm 5'5". You see where I'm at? Okay? And, um... I have the the stroke and we're dressed, we're going to a dinner and we're looking for the place and we're walking up and down the street because we know it's around there somewhere. (laughs) And I'm limping, of course, and my sister, the big giant in front of me, is like, Come on, my sister. She, okay, it sounds weird in English. It's not, we're, we're francophones. la sœur, viens, And she's walking fast, fast, and she's limping like me. I dit, viens, on va le trouver. And it's just stupid things like that. That particular instance made me laugh. Another time, we're at the park, and the more I laugh, the more she makes me laugh. Now... I don't know if some of you are experiencing this. I would like for you guys to let me know that I'm not the only one over here having this. But when I laugh, and especially at that time, because I started a new medication, I peed myself a lot. But she didn't get it, that it pissed me off that I was peeing myself. And she just kept on making me laugh and laugh. And I, she, it's just these things like it's her way of trying to make me feel better. But my sister is one of those that hides her pain through humor, so I get her for that, and that's why I never really got upset when I tell her, Okay, even if I'm laughing, people think that. Let's say we're having a serious conversation, you and I, and you say something serious that upsets me. And even though it's something that's funny, the way you're saying it, whatnot, I may be laughing, but it's hard for you to take me seriously because I'm laughing. That's a challenge that I that I found in my marriage or in my relationships. Even with my daughter, it was very hard because even though I was upset, I was laughing and they could not take me seriously and that would piss me off even more. Has has it happened to you guys? You know, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from these stories. Again, I don't want you to feel alone because I'm here, but I also need your support. I also need to know that I'm not alone in this So. I asked you the question about the peeing before when you started new medication, and I asked you right now uh, about when you're laughing, yet yeah, you mean some serious business, but you're still laughing and people don't take you seriously. How do you deal with it? Cause You know, so I, when I'm at work, I try to stay serious. Uh, I don't want to get into this funny mood because then I won't stop laughing. (laughs) And at work, it's not the place you want that to happen. So this is what I got for you guys today, it did me a lot of good guys to go back on memory lane and laugh about a little bit of things so thank you for allowing me to do that. I hope I shed light and made you feel totally, totally goofy normal. (laughs) I want to hear about your stories. You can reach me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. You can also reach me on all the platforms for podcast listening. And you can write to me a comment also on anchor.fm at uh, backslash Karina. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you know what? I'm going to leave it in the descriptions. Okay? I have a hard time remembering this. So, remember that I love you very much. And I am going to talk to you soon. Bye.